Hi guys, how are you? This is Juan Rojas again. Um, first of all, uh, thank you for your patience yesterday. And once again, we apologize for all the technical difficulties that we had yesterday. Uh, we have absolutely no idea what was going on. Um, but I did have, I was on another webinar at night and they also had issues. So I think there was something going on with, uh, with the internet connections, uh, literally in different parts of the country. I know Yahoo had some other issues and anyway, uh, that's in the past, but I wanted to get you uh, some of the information that 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 we had wanted to share with you. And I know Don did his best to try to uh, share that with you. But from my conversation with a couple of other participants, um, it seems that the, that you guys also had some um, some difficulties with some distorted sounds, etc. So anyway, I wanted to pick up where we left off. So let me get to it uh, real quickly. So basically, it was how to make money in real estate. And so one of the options, of course, is to work as a real estate agent, as a broker, and basically um, help other people buy and sell their properties. That's one of the ways that, that we make money. Another way is to be a landlord, so basically owning rental property, which is always a great idea. And the idea is simple, is that as you own property and uh, the value of real estate continue, goes up and your tenants pay down your mortgage over time, you start to build equity just like this, which we had uh, tried to talk about yesterday. And here's a uh, really uh, simple uh, but real example of what the math would usually look like if you were to own, for example, a $300,000 property, if you were to buy a $300,000 property, rental property, by the way, uh, with 20% down payment so that you buy it for 300, you put down 20% or 60,000, you end up with a mortgage of 240,000 and um, over time, how the mortgage starts to go down and how the, the value of the property starts to appreciate. And this is just at a really conservative 3% appreciation. Why do I say uh, conservative? Because at least in Miami and New York City and um, in a lot of places actually uh, all over the world, uh, not just in Miami and some of the major uh, metro areas, but we've seen uh, property appreciation of 5 6 8, 10, 15%, literally, uh, this was absolutely happening in Miami uh, and many other parts of the country. So 3% in the long run is very, very reasonable uh, to expect. And it's also pretty conservative. So anyway, so the other um, option to, to make money in real estate is to buy, fix, and sell houses, which you can actually do this uh, anywhere in the world, right? Whichever city that you live in, whether you live in Rome, in New York City, in Miami, in, uh, in LA, in Sydney, in Australia, uh, the catch always is, the trick to it, is to be able to find properties at a significant enough discount. And usually, um, the way that those properties are found are usually from a where the sellers are in some type of financial distress. Sometimes they're in pre-foreclosure, um, they're in you know, divorce situation, they inherited the property from you know their grandma, grandma hadn't done anything, any updates to the property, in 30 years and uh, and that's those are you know some of the many uh, different situations that uh, that that these uh, significantly discounted properties come from however the reality is that these uh, properties that are significantly significantly discounted they probably account to uh, less than two percent at least in the miami area to less than two percent of all the properties that are uh, that are sold um um in, in the market so not just the properties that are sold with a realtor but i'm talking about all the properties 
um, these types of properties are less than 2%. So they're not easy to find, but if you know the right people, the right contacts, if you know where to look, um, it is possible to find them. The other way is to become a private lender with your own money. So if you have you know, some savings, um, usually actually private lenders and rehabbers, right, actually kind of go work hand in hand. Uh, usually the rehabbers are more hands-on. They're obviously more involved in the project, uh, managing the project, managing the day-to-day -day, um, renovations. And the hard money lender is usually the one who puts up the money. And they can, uh, there's a couple of different ways of structuring it. But if you ever decide to be a hard money lender, which I know one of our participants um, actually does and has been doing for, um, you know, for many years, it's actually a relatively, a really safe bet. And the reason for that is that usually um, you wouldn't lend more than 70% of the properties after repair value. So it'll be, let's say, a property like this that maybe once it's repaired, to keep numbers simple, let's say that once it's repaired, it's worth 300000 and the investor, the rehabber, can buy it for, let's say, 200000 And so you would lend, let's say, $200,000 to that rehabber with, uh, and you are, you know, just like a bank, just like Bank of America, just like Citibank, just like, you know, Deutsche Bank, wherever you are in the world, um, you would be protected by four different things. One, a promissory note that's signed by the investor, the person who is actually in the deal, right? Guaranteeing that he personally guarantees that he's going to pay that loan. The second uh, thing is, uh, is a mortgage, which is basically a lien against the property. The third is what's called a lender's title insurance, which protects uh, you as the lender uh, to make sure that the title is clear and that you don't have any issues. So the investor, whoever the rehabber is, would pay for that insurance to uh, to insure you and the last uh, of the last uh, piece of uh, security that you have as a lender is uh, is property insurance so because even you know um, with all the best intentions in the world even as if a rehabber says look I got this property for hundred and fifty thousand dollars after repairs it's worth three hundred thousand dollars it only needs let's say forty thousand dollars there's a huge spread of profit even with the best intentions, with the perfect deal, what if the property blows up? God forbid there's a fire, right? Or there's something terrible happens and, and that is your collateral, right? The property, the house, that property is a collateral that is securing your loan to the rehabber, right? And so, um, so property insurance is the fourth uh, item that would insure your money when you're a hard money lender. Now, we wanted to go over uh, some tips that I think are really, uh, hopefully you'll find really helpful. But um, yesterday we meant to ask you if any of you thought that, for example, having a pool in your house was a good investment. And so for most people, they might say, uh, yeah, it's a great investment. It has value. It's beautiful. People prefer a house with a pool. And it is true. But at least in Miami, and I know in a lot of other metro areas of the United States, for instance, to keep numbers simple, let's say that a pool like the one that you're seeing there, which is relatively simple, nothing fancy, nothing luxurious, uh, a pool like that might cost, let's say, $30,000, $35,000, right, to install brand new. But if you needed to sell your property, that same property that you're seeing, for instance, in two or three years, you wouldn't be able to simply add the full $30,000 on top of the, the market value. 
because in reality, what you get out of a pool is usually half. So if it costs you $30,000 to build, you, it, you'd be lucky if you got $15,000 back. Is it fair? No. Is it a reality? Absolutely. Now, the other one is, uh, the other one that is a great investment is basically paint. And a lot of people kind of take that for granted, but painting on the exterior goes a long, long way to keep numbers super simple. Um, if you were selling, let's say we're selling a property that was, let's say 2,500 square feet, right? Uh, an average single family home, middle class neighborhood, a, 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 to paint it on the outside, let's say that it was $3,000. But really, the perceived added value to that property is probably close to $10,000. Of course, I'm assuming that, that, that after it's painted, that it actually it drastically changes its appearance, right? So it's if the paint is really old on the outside and it's obvious and you paint it on the exterior and also the interior, but just specifically speaking of the exterior, if you were to paint the exterior, it would significantly add, at least in my experience, minimum two, but usually three times the cost of that, of that update, of that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that investment, right? And again, specifically speaking of the exterior paint. So that's definitely one that, that is well worth, uh, the investment. The other question that I had for you guys, uh, yesterday was, uh, what about that, that metal roof, for instance? So, in Miami, uh, a metal roof is actually um, really good, um, you know, with the hurricanes and all. But even still, a metal roof tends to be the most expensive uh, type of roof compared to shingles or uh, or tiles, right? Uh, and so metal roofs are the most expensive. And the reality is that a metal roof is great because it'll last about 50 years. But usually when you go to resell a property, you would be lucky if you got maybe 60% of the value back um, anytime, like in the first five years um, after installing a brand new roof. And so it's important if you're buying a property and you know it's gonna be yours and you intend to be in the property, let's say for the next 50 years, then it's a good investment. Then it's great because you know that you and your family are gonna be protected for the next 50 years. But if you're buying your property and you're and you have any plans of selling it maybe in the next two three five years uh, a metal roof probably is not the best investment because it's going to cost you a lot of money up front and you're just not going to realize the full value of it in sh such a short period of time so especially for investors if you're buying fixing and selling properties if you ever uh, think of doing that it's important to be really practical about your about the money that you invest because typically, let's say it was this uh, little single family house, it would be sold to um, usually a first time buyer who honestly is just going to get really excited and thrilled about buying a property, number one, period. <laughs> and two, they're gonna be really excited about the kitchen and the bathrooms, not so much the roof. They expect a roof that isn't leaking, but they're not expecting a roof that is going to last them 50 years. So anyway, so keep that in mind. Uh, I think it'll probably save you some money. The other one that's a really good investment is uh, just, you know, fresh outlets, right? If you're, um, if you're thinking of like uh, renting your property or selling it, replacing the outlets or at least getting like an outlet cover that's fresh and clean 
uh, plus the interior paint goes a long, long way. It's kind of um, it's kind of like detailing a car. It's kind of like uh, think of maybe um, uh, I don't know if this is going to sound bad, but like a beauty pageant, right? If if you know if a woman is in a beauty pageant and maybe she hasn't uh, I don't know shaved her legs and maybe done her manicure, that's going to make a difference. So anyway, <laughs> um, here's another one, and it's bathrooms. Um, but really not just bathrooms, but, but updates that, um, like for example, this bathroom is really nice. I would say that it's uh, a little bit like the bathtub at least it's a little bit on the luxury side. So if you put this bathroom in a luxury property, it'll be, um, it'll be just fine. But if you put it in a maybe middle-class neighborhood or lower middle-class neighborhood, it's going to be uh, way too much for it. And you're just not going to get back the added value, the cost of that investment. So it's always important to have the end in mind when you're thinking of one, either renting a property, right? If you have rental property or two, if you're thinking of buying, fixing and selling property, um, even your own property. I've, uh, I've had a lot of clients, for instance, that decide to, uh, to update. They know that they're selling, right? They know that they're going to sell their property in a year and they update it as if they were going to live in it. And the reality is that although it's going to come out beautiful, you it's the market at least in in the metro miami area which is what i know it's not always going to get you 100 of what you invested into it so if you have questions about this of course feel free to reach out to me the other uh thing that does go a long way is exterior is landscaping and the curb appeal so not just the exterior paint but also the landscaping a little bit of gardening mulch around the trees um some uh, some nice flowers, a flower bed, right? That 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 will usually not cost a whole lot of money, but visually it really gives it a perceived added value in the in the eyes of the buyers. That is, uh, in my experience, again, just like the exterior paint, easily two or three or even four times the investment, and so it's well worth it to do that. Another one is um, is like if you look at these two pictures, for instance, if you look at um, the ceiling lamp on one side and the ceiling lamp on the other, one of them is clearly more updated. But if you notice, the kitchen cabinets and the counters are the same. So if you notice the differences, it's pretty much just the ceiling lamp and uh, the appliances. That's it. And this kitchen. Uh, the one that's more updated compared to the other, by the way, the one that's more updated, if you can notice, it's a little bit more staged. Um, the other one, for example, has the purse uh, on top of the counter and it has some bags and some other like a water bottle or something. If you look at this, this one over here, it's going to give a perceived added value um, just to ballpark it. Uh, I would say that this one on the right, I think you're hopefully you're seeing the same as I'm seeing it. Uh, but the one that's more updated is probably $5,000 more than the other one. And, uh, and it's not, it may not be logical, but that's how buyers see it. So it's important to keep this in mind. Sometimes, depending on your market and how many options you have, um, you can even buy used appliances, like used stainless steel appliances. Um, if you, again, if you're thinking of reselling or even renting your property. So that's another option. Here's another good one, and it's basically decluttering. And if you look at the right one versus the left one, it's just the left one obviously is, is a little bit more disorganized and cluttered versus the one on the right, which is more uh, minimalistic, right? And, and that is, uh, again, it gives a perceived 
added value of literally thousands of dollars. The one on the left doesn't quite feel as welcoming. Yes, of course, you can tell that, you know, they probably have some kids, like I have a four-year-old, and so my personal you know, home looks like this sometimes, but when we have guests over, then it always looks like the other picture. And so when you're selling a property, when you're renting a property, um, you pretty much have, you know, one chance to make a, a good first impression. And it usually, you usually have no more than like five or eight seconds before the client walks in and says, wow, I like it. I, I get a good feeling or wow, there's something wrong with this. I don't like it. It's, it's really bad. So anyway, I, um, I hope you get, you find some of that information helpful. So anyway, so to wrap this up, um, actually, let me give you a couple of other, uh, tips. So one of the other things that I actually wanted to uh, share with you um, is um, I, I work with a lot of international clients um, that are not in Miami. They're literally from, from out of the country, out of the city. Um, and one of the ways that I think um, my clients uh, have found um, that, it's, uh, that it's easy for them to understand the whole market in Miami, and one of the reasons that I think they, they like working with me is that I try to be very transparent. I try to always put myself in their shoes. So if I was buying property in, let's say, London, and I don't know anything about London, I would probably want my agent over there, my real estate broker, to try to give me as much information as possible so that I can make an informed decision. And so what you're seeing here is actually what we call the MLS, the Multiple Listing Service. And this is the system, uh, the realtor system, the, the real estate broker's uh, system, where we have access to all the properties and all the information of all the properties that are active uh, for sale, for rent, that have rented, etc. And so if one day, you know, uh, you or somebody that you know uh, was interested in buying a property in Miami or if you um, were buying a property somewhere else, this is something that you could ask your agent, uh, assuming that, they're, they, that they work like me. And most of them, if you're working with a good agent, if you ask... Um, and they're a little tech savvy, they should be able to provide this type of information for you. And this is what I always do, but I wanna show you a little bit of um, how we help our clients make informed decisions. So here, for example, we're looking at all the two bedroom, two bathroom condos that are active in a particular uh, condominium. And if, you were to, if we were to pull up um, these condos, which is called Waterview Condo, you can see that the prices are 149, 157, 164, 179, 185, 195. And there are two bedroom, two bathroom condos between 912 square feet and 1,030 square feet, which um, for anyone that's outside of the United States is give or take about nine, um, uh, 9.2 meters per, uh, per 10 square feet. So it's a ballpark. So uh, if you just maybe move the decimal point over one, like 1,000 square feet is roughly 100 meters, uh, square meters. But in any case, um, if you if you look at this, you would say, okay, well, you know, these condos are, you know, around 160. This one's obviously the cheapest one, and this is, you know, really expensive. But if you're on the outside and you don't know, you don't really know which is a fair price. But what if you were to look at this, like this, where we added the recently closed sales of the last nine months, of the last 270 days? Now, all of a sudden, you can see that. In the last nine months, these two bedroom condos in this same condominium have sold between 122, 119, 137, 147, right? So the highest sale was 147. 
and it sold in these many days, right? And so this is how we help how we help our clients on a daily basis uh, make informed decisions because sometimes our clients say, well, Juan, everything is so expensive. And the truth is that from their perspective, yes, it is because maybe they're looking at, you know, at the average of these two bedroom condos, that's, a, you know, 169, 170. When in reality, the highest recent sale was actually 147 and this property sold in six days. And, uh, and this is, for example, this is what, what this would look like just so you can have an idea, right? This is how much, what this one looked like. And um, and if our client, for example, was an investor, and of course I'm showing you a really simple example, but we can look at this, uh, at all the same information in different areas, different uh, neighborhoods, different price points. But for example, if our client said, um, you know, how much does it rent for? I could of course tell them and I could expect them to trust me. Or what I usually do is that I show them um, and I'll show you here, for example, in the last 180 days, these two bedroom condos in this condominium have rented, as you can see, right around 1450, 1400, 1425, 1450, all the way up to 1500. And so here, by doing this, it's very easy for an investor to make an informed decision if they say, okay, Juan, if we were to buy for, let's say, here for let's say $150,000 and it rented for $1,450 and the association, the monthly maintenance to that condominium was $267 and the, pro, and the taxes on an annual basis were let's say this $2,250 which is roughly 1.5% of the purchase price and uh, usually we charge our clients $100 per month um, uh, per month per property to manage their property to handle everything but if this was the situation, and for example, if they were to buy for 150, and if they were to let's say remodel it for for ten thousand dollars, they would still realize an annual net profit of about ten thousand dollars, ten thousand seven hundred. And so, in this, in a in a little condo like this, by the way, the address is incorrect, but the numbers, um, you know, one hundred and fifty thousand dollar investment, or or I should say, one hundred and sixty two thousand dollar investment could net you 6.6% annually, right? A net positive cash flow after expenses, um, not including uh, depreciation and not including appreciation, the future appreciation, right? Now, uh, it's important to, you know, to keep this in mind because for example, if I were to show you, uh, for instance, a different area uh, that maybe is a little bit more luxurious where maybe we're selling, we're, you know, it's a, let's say a $400,000 condo, right? That could rent for, let's say 2,200, but the maintenance was, let's say 750, right? Uh, let's do this over here. If the monthly maintenance was 750 and everything else was the same, you can see how the net return on a property like this is something like 2.4%. And so when, uh, whether it's you or one of your friends or clients uh, or whether you're investing here in Miami or anywhere else in the world, really, you should always look at the math because um, they say that if it, if it makes uh, if it makes sense, um, if it makes money, it makes sense. Um, um, it's super important to, to keep the numbers in mind. Um, there's something really uh, um, there's something really important to, as an investment advice uh, to keep in mind and is that you need to invest with your head and not with your eyes, right? It's very common to invest 
with uh, in what just appears to be beautiful and it's not that it's a bad investment it's just a different type of investment but if you only invest in what's beautiful honestly more often than not the cash flow is not fantastic and uh, sometimes even the appreciation is not fantastic so i'm not telling you to not invest in in things that are luxury what i am saying is that make sure that you understand the numbers and if you um and if you're working with a good agent uh, a good agent should be able to help explain to you the numbers even if if it's not maybe you know uh so techy like this online through a screen sharing option but even if they're meeting with you in person over you know your kitchen counter going over the numbers and bringing all this information uh today in 2019 any investor anywhere in the world should be able to have access to this type of information um, through their agent and if you're working with a good agent they should most definitely uh, be able to help you do this uh, the other thing that we do let me show you real quick now here's another property uh, that I want to talk to you about uh, as an example so this is actually a rehab deal that we did with one of our clients and uh, this is what the property looked like on the on the outside unfortunately uh, we don't have any pictures of the interior here we had some video but um, but the, num the way that the numbers worked on this property is that we got it for two hundred and five thousand dollars uh, the repairs for approximately forty thousand dollars and the expected resale price after repair value was three hundred thousand dollars and if this was the math then our expectation for our clients uh, for you know for our clients that are looking to buy fix and resell is for them to net uh, at least a 10% return investment um, within per project right so that if we can rinse and repeat that same process uh, two or maybe three times a year and of course it varies on how quickly we can find another project another deal but on something like this then that turns their you know that same seed capital can be uh, multiplied of course can be put to work and um, and our investors can then realize between a 20 and 30 percent uh, annual return by uh, you know being involved in these projects but so the way that this one worked for example uh, let me show you over here uh, it was a similar situation but I want to show you uh, what the numbers were and we ended up um, uh, by the time the that our client was done fixing it uh, we had uh, they wanted to list it at 325 which by the way it's always important to um, to make sure that you price your properties correctly we ended up accepting an offer at 315 325 was just way too much um, but this is what the property looked like after it was repaired so as you can see it was uh, completely uh, um, you know updated with a modern kitchen right and by the way uh, when you're selling properties or even renting them uh, we one of the things that we always do uh, when the property is vacant is that we always decorate we always stage kitchen and bathrooms um, even if the property uh, you know it's a, it doesn't have to be a luxury property it's just a good touch and uh, and it goes a long way because it gives that those clients when they come in it gives them that 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 good feeling and usually uh, there's a woman who's involved in the buying process whether it's the wife the girlfriend even mom or an aunt or grandma or even a friend who's a female there's always a female a woman who's involved in the process and so uh, kitchen and bathrooms are what women are attracted to 
and uh, thank goodness for women. Um, and, and so anyway, so if you're doing anything like this on your own properties, uh, now or in the future, keep it in mind. Uh, we always, for example, put um, you know some of the, uh, the candles, the scented candles, to give it a good, a good feel immediately right off the bat, all right? Uh, one of the things that I don't know if you can see here, but anyway, as you can see, completely updated. And so anyway, so this one worked out, you know, great uh, with our client and uh, we're going to rinse and repeat it. Uh, let me see if I can show you here. For example, here, just a little touch, but this little mat says welcome. Uh, we're in the rainy season in Miami, right in the summer. It tends to rain uh, not a lot all day long, but there always seems to be some summer showers uh, in the afternoon. And so it's it's very uh, common for it to be raining, uh, you know, three, four in the afternoon. And so with the outside being wet, we wanted people to be able to, uh, you know, uh, clean their feet on the way in and not make a mess inside. And anyway, long story short is that it worked out, you know, beautifully. Uh, the, the client, the, the, the buyer is excited to buy it. And we should be closing actually next week at uh, 315000 so anyway, um, I know this was a lot of information. I hope you guys uh, found it helpful. Please uh, let us know if there's if you have questions about this or anything else. Uh, you have my contact information. You can reach me on my website at jprrealestate.com and just you know contact there or um, or uh, on my email at juan.rojas at jprrealestate.com and you also have Don's information as well, which I'll show you here. And over here, so we'll, uh, so uh, uh, definitely, you know, uh, uh, real estate is um, a, you should definitely diversify just like Elena teaches all of us, right? But don't forget about real estate. It's very common sense. It can be very, very simple. You can do it in any part of the world and they're not making, you know, uh, any more land. So it's, uh, we can definitely expect the price of real estate over the long term to always continue to go up because of supply and demand and um, and uh, the population is growing and all these things. So uh, don't wait to buy real estate. You always, you buy real estate and wait. Here's our contact information if you need to reach us. As you know, uh, you can reach uh, Don and myself over here. Here's his contact info. I hope you guys found this helpful. Um, feel free to reach us with any questions. Again, we appreciate your patience and your time and uh, we look forward to helping you any way that we can. All right, we'll talk to you soon.